so it's 9 40 p.m as we record this this is the latest recording time uh on, on an episode of the wrong fit how do you how do you feel physically um i feel i you know i was a little tired earlier but i think that the wrong fit's like waking me up yeah it's like ri- rise and grind time uh, <laughs> rise and grind yeah this is, i feel like i'm like a late night at like the the you know going in on the the, the club the twf club just yeah it's, it's just popping right now you know i like i like um i mean podcasting is a different kind of medium but i like like late night talk yeah uh but not on like tv uh, I, I really mean uh, like radio talk. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you ever, I mean, it's kind of gone now with the age of like Bluetooth and, you know, everyone's just listening to their own thing. Uh, but back in the day, you know, as if I ever drove back, back in the day, the, as if I ever drove <laughs> back in the day in any meaningful way. But I know that back in the day when you didn't have an aux cord or like a CD player or whatever, you know, you turn on the radio and, and there were like, there were tons of late night talk yeah. shows and things like yeah. that. And people would talk about, music and news and sports and stuff and and it, it was always the guys with like the nice husky deep voices yeah you know, just keeping you awake you know in your long haul home or whatever wherever you were going so i mean that's kind of neat should I we make, feel like should that we right make our voices huskier <laughs> to, to fit the mood should we should we go in like harder on the huskies? i'm preparing i'm getting ready <clears throat> uh you're listening to the wrong fit you're Ooh. listening to car know. side talk show Ooh. here on k ktwf Oh yeah, ninety nine point seven FM, <laughs> I'm, Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> my, my my thing was like it was more like you know, which like you said, like yeah, we weren't dri- like back in the day, we weren't driving around. Like, no, it wasn't no. like us, like you know, ten year old Marco and Eli just like in our dad's cars, like yeah, like, taking a joyride, <laughs> listening to uh, NPR. It's a wonderful uh, visual. Yeah, but like, it is like can can't you just imagine like roaming like the American countryside like in a I don't know, in like a like a like a '70s Challenger, like yeah. some cool car, and you just got the the radio with like the dials and like the screen <laughs> with a little orange I mean, light. They still radio is still a thing. I know that. No, but <laughs> it still I know, exists. but it's not. You know, it it like you had to be there. You yeah, know? you had to be there. I just yeah. feel like you had to be there. Yeah, I remember. You know, which I think is probably more realistic to our personal experiences as you know, ten year olds maybe when this was like more of a thing. Sure. Um, was like being in the back of the car when my right, parents yeah. were driving yeah and i remember like, listening to whatever they were listening to and, and it yeah. wasn't always the ox cord or cd or whatever i mean even was, then, a lot of times it was radio yeah my, back my yeah it was it was radio, radio. i yeah. i have a very 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 positive memories of my family traveling to i think disney in in 2007 uh-huh. we were going to disney in california and we had that's rented a, a car one. that's yeah. a good one we had rented a car, and they had the premium radio stations. Like Ooh, I don't know how serious. Like, Are you serious? Like a serious type uh, <laughs> thing. I mean, the satellite radio. Yeah. And you know what the satellite radio had? They had Radio Disney. And hey, I, and perfect. I, and it made perfect sense. And I was a kid, you know. I just wanted to listen to some, you know, Disney pop songs. You yeah. know, like Hannah Montana and Hannah Montana. You know, and Corbin Blue and all those other guys. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Like man, that's a throwback. Classic. I mean, oh, if you're Corbin our age, Blue. like you know, like you'll know him. You know, Jump In and all those other yeah. movies. Like they, they, oh, they all had High School Musical. Yeah, yeah. They all had these songs and everything. So I just wanted to listen to that. And I remember going like to, from like Houston, Austin, or vice versa, um, and listening to. Delilah, I don't know. If Delilah, you, yeah, we yeah. talked. You talked about Delilah. Yeah, before. she was. Yeah, I, I hate that. Your, fir- your first love, I think. My first, yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> first radio love. I don't even know what she looks like. I just literally just know her voice. She's probably like a, like a. Let's just say she's a beautiful woman. Let's, you say, know? let's just you know. Let's just let's just go with that. <laughs> I remember uh, there like her show would like come on. And it was it would be like. Her, like the tag like thing was like Delilah. And what was Delilah talk or or like music talk or or what? It, she would take so she it was music talk. She would like take phone like uh she would take calls and right. I think it was like I think it was a lot of times it was like requests. But sometimes like people would talk about like their like situations and like she'd like before like the the request was like like uh, there's a preamble to the request about like this is what my like love life's like this is what i'm going through or like i love this is that for stuff. this person i love that stuff and she's and like, it's so personal too i know and she's got the voice of like this like soothing like you know w- like very womanly voice yeah yeah um and she would just like you know just like just calm me down and like you know you could just keep on keep on driving she gave you the energy to keep on driving home I think it's beautiful to me, and I, I, I want to provide that. I want to be that that voice. Well, I was about to say that you know, if you if you're listening to the show right now, maybe pause yeah. it and 
use this episode on your next late night drive to you know wherever uh, you're going Anaheim, Helena, I guess. Helena Montana <laughs> Anaheim yeah whatever you want you know we again this is Marco and Eli on KTWF Omaha Nebraska 99.7 FM oh yeah the works <laughs> if you're if you're our age and and don't have memory of or any association with that kind of radio thing uh I do I'm have sorry a, yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> sorry but also like like that's also like me but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah but um they're on Spotify. On Spotify and on YouTube, there are these recordings of um, uh, American Top Forty uh, radio shows with Casey Kasem, who is like the like the iconic voice of radio. That's such like a radio name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, if you don't know Casey Kasem, he was a super well known radio broadcaster from the seventies, eighties, even through the nineties, uh, and he hosted American Top Forty, which basically he just went through every single. Uh, song on the billboard hot 100 but just the top 40 uh and it's so great because in between each song he would lace information about the song the artist yeah yeah and and, but he was so knowledgeable about music you could tell that it was coming out very very naturally uh and something else for people our age especially i feel that they might know casey Kasem. he was the voice of shaggy in a lot of the scooby-doo cartoons from the 70s 80s and 90s and if you watch cartoon network even in the uh, mid to late 2000s they showed a lot of classic scooby-doo yeah. that's casey Kasem's voice as shaggy classic um, yeah so he's got a very very iconic voice uh and if you want to recreate that kind of vibe you know if you you know you go talk to your parents ask them about casey case of american <laughs> top 40 my dad he'll tell me stories about how they carried american top 40 in mexico in, Mon- in uh, oh, Monterrey, yeah. mexico uh, and he would like always have it on when he was washing his car every morning afternoon whatever now that like um, legitimately sounds like epitomizing america at that time you know? yeah I, don't, I, I mean i'm not even familiar with this you know this this person but like that sounds very like america you know in the 80s 90s you know 70s whatever it's great there there was kind of this is something that i think is, is kind of a broader discussion i think we talked about uh-huh. it a little bit with the uh streaming episode that we did a while ago mm-hmm. um there was a there's a togetherness in our media that yeah. is a little bit lacking right now because everybody is so uh, disparate, right? Yeah. You know, everyone has their own streaming platforms. Everyone has their own interests. Everyone listens I mean, to their own. Jeremy Renner, you've got your own social media uh, company. Jeremy Renner? Isn't he the guy from... Avengers? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's got his own like social media platform. Like it's like, I what? forget what it's called, but it's like the Renner, like it's like Twitter or it's like, yeah, it's like basically like Twitter if it's just Jeremy Jeremy Renner is the only one that can post what it's real yeah yeah look it up like it's 100 uh, real i'll take your word for it yeah but like yeah, it's basically so... like a subscription service to jeremy renner he, it's why insane he, why doesn't he just have like an OnlyFans or something you know but just for his social media content i don't know what's up with that that's a good question that you should have asked jeremy renner before he created this this you know nonsense but yeah it's like it's 100 percent real jeremy renner official app wikipedia was an app was an application oh, created by oh, american actor jeremy renner he created the app Rip. in 2017 to hear the input and comments of his fans the app was shut down in september of 2019 in part due to the frequent bullying trolling that the platform had experienced <laughs> the app featured optional microtransactions whose numbers could reach roughly 400 dollars despite the app itself oh being God. free Think of the last thing you spent $400 on. Now think about spending it on, on the Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Renner official uh, social media app. Yeah, I don't think I would... If, if Jeremy Renner, like, ceased to be part of the cultural, like, I, I would be okay with that. Like, I you wouldn't... You like Jeremy I, Renner? You don't like, I, I, you don't like I, Hawkeye? I, I would pay, like, I would pay money... It's, I like Hawkeye. And I think he's got a show coming up. So that, or, oh, does he? Okay. Or I guess at time of release probably would have already released on Disney+. Plus. So that, that's fun. Hawkeye, Hawkeye will... We'll plug uh, Disney Plus, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, please, do, do they have a podcast please, division of Disney Plus? I wonder. Yeah, probably like the, the D twenty three podcast. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. The got fan club, for yeah, sure. But, but so, so back to the main point. Yeah. So Whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, or the Jeremy Renner app, uh, or or streaming your own stuff. I mean, you know, we talked about it before. There's a, there's a disparateness. You know, we were yeah. we were talking about the ubiquity of shows like Friends. Um, How I Met Your Mother, and 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 there are countless examples of, of shows before Seinfeld. then. Uh, Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld, Cheers, Frasier. There was a ubiquity there because everyone kind of had the same set of of, uh, channels and platforms and whatnot. Now we can choose our own streaming services. And and that is like, that is mostly a consumer good and and a a pro-consumer 
uh like experience that we have right now yeah but it yeah. does mean that we lose a little bit of that connectiveness now i'm torn whether That's or not true. i care about it enough <laughs> I'm, I'm serious right but You're still being marco <laughs> right right but you know on the other hand it's like yeah i mean i kind of wish that we all got together to watch like the mandalorian season finale right yeah or you know whatever right at least we have that on virtual spaces because i know on twitter um when the mandalorian like shows like i think that was a perfect example of the mandalorian or game of thrones or whichever was having their series finale or season finale it, there was always like a very like active space and not just um you know not just like you know sub like you know a, a very like you know you have to find the hashtag it's like it felt like there was moments where everyone was talking about it like everyone was talking about the fact that uh spoilers um luke skywalker was in the finale of the mandalorian right, right. or like things like that like that was everywhere uh, you couldn't escape it and that you know uh on the flip side of that everybody's getting if, if you don't didn't watch it the day of then you're getting spoilers you might have gotten spoiled right now. Yeah, I'm I was <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the wrong fit is uh, spoiling uh, year old. It was crazy <laughs> when Luke Skywalker just that came in, cool. turned on his lightsaber, and chopped off the Mandalorian's head. Like, yeah. That was nuts, right? Yeah, yeah, that was actually crazy. So I imagine Eli, you listen to a lot of music, and you do a lot of music. You do a lot of self prompted music discovery, right? Yeah, you want to go on playlist trips right through the spotify oh sorry through the youtube music desert yeah uh. right oh sorry the music <laughs> youtube music jungle right <laughs> lush and full of life pick a playlist there pick a playlist there top rap hits uh dream pop anthems you want to do girl boss jams right and you're picking and choosing and you're pressing mm-hmm. shuffle you want to hear something cool that you never heard before right yeah sometimes you're listening to a song and you're like oh this is dope i vibe to it right yeah and you click on the song and maybe you want to see more about the artist, more about the album, whatever. And Context, you see, yeah. yeah. And then you see the song is like, today is 2021 and the song is 2014. Right. Okay, yeah. For example. Yes. Yeah. Now that happens and that's like whatever you shrug, right? And you're like, right, song, yeah. uh, song I like. Maybe I'll like the artist eventually. Maybe I'll like the album that it's on, whatever, right? Yeah, it's a starting point. Yeah. Do you ever think, uh, this is something that I think about a lot. Okay. But do you ever think about, so the song, the hypothetical song is released in 2014. Okay, yeah. Do you ever think about yourself in 2014 whether at the time? Whether I would have liked it? Not whether you would have liked it, but can do you ever imagine situations in your life in 2014 with maybe, with you having had that song in your library since then? Oh. Okay, I have a very specific example. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I actually have a lot of examples, but yeah. I'll, I'll go with just one and maybe we can talk about some more. Go down and um, go down, down dirty. So yeah. <laughs> so I was I was listening to a song radio. And if you're not familiar with what that is, on Spotify, you have the option of if there's a song you really like, you can right click and say, yeah. uh, take me to song radio. And Spotify will do its best to try to approximate uh, artists similar and vibe. songs, right, um, that are similar vibes, similar you know, what other people that listen to that song listen to. That's not, that's a pretty good way to kind of cheat the algorithm and, and like, uh-huh. uh, give you something that you might like. Yeah. So I was listening to a, a song radio from some, you know, some song, I don't even remember. And I happened upon this song that was really, really good. Okay. The song is called Roads by Portishead. And it's just really kind of, you know, ethereal uh, production, like percussion-based uh, ballad with these really really beautiful um you know uh, female vocals oh, we love that yeah yeah and i was like this is really great when i heard it it sounded very modern it sounded very hip it sounded very fresh because mm-hmm. the production was like excellent yeah. it was minimal it it was uh crisp clean crisp. it didn't have any no hallmark caffeine. it didn't have any hallmark of a song that i thought maybe like dated it past maybe 10 years right mm, okay. so i go to check out the album that this song is on and if you're a Portishead fan, Portishead's like pretty big in like the pitchfork kind of, uh, uh, yeah. you know, artsy music circles. Mm. The, the song, this song was released in 1994. Wow. So very, this song is older than I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I discovered the song like earlier this year. And it's funny. I cannot help myself from thinking about just this song playing at literally any moment of my life. Me taking my first steps. Maybe my dad has Rhodes by Portishead on in the background. I'm not saying that like this is possible, right? Like as far as I know, like in a lot of my friend groups, I'm the only person that even knows who like the band, the the band Portishead, right? Yeah. 
I cannot stop myself from thinking about specific moments in my life where like the song was already out, you know, and I could have listened yeah. to Roads by Portishead at any, literally any point in my life. <laughs> well, yeah. I think about the time. Like your like first album is like that. No, I mean, yeah. it, it could have been, you know, yeah. what I'm trying to say is like. That existed, but you weren't aware of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and, it, and it now has an influence on your life now, which is like, that's, that's interesting. Like the staying yeah. power of like. Yeah. It's different from a song that just came out like there is no way yeah. for you to imagine yourself yeah. <laughs> when you were a sophomore or whatever in high school listening to it yes listening to certified lover boy in the, in oh the, in yeah the well that's yeah. not worth listening to almost anywhere <laughs> but is that anything that you ever think about because it's not just with songs that were before i was born right yeah. there are albums that i discover and they were from like 2012 and in 2012 i wasn't even listening to music like that yeah so it, it's funny for me to think oh like this album that i associate with college I could have been listening to it in eighth grade. It's interesting. So it's interesting that like, you know, you are saying like, you're talking about it as in like, you know, what if this was in the background and like, you know, and I, I just wasn't aware of it. You're like, this is stuff. These are songs you weren't aware of. I think it's interesting. I think about more with movies because like mm. advertising for movies is so uh, pervasive. Uh, I think about a lot of times like movies that I was aware of coming out that I was too young to watch or that I wasn't interested in watching. But I was very aware of them coming out because the advertising was you know, so ubiquitous. I couldn't get away from it. And like then I watched the movie later now as an adult. And I'm like, oh, man, this movie is, you know, in, uh, this movie rules. Like, this is an incredible movie. I love this movie. It's like, it, like you know, hits me now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's like an interesting like thing. Like, I remember like there was like significant movies coming out when I was a kid where it was like. And it's funny, like some of some of them like were movies like as a kid, I really wanted to go see like um hot tub time machine or something oh, yeah. something dumb like that yeah. and like i haven't seen it um still like you know it was so important to me when i was a kid and i could totally see it whenever i wanted to now but like i just don't have the desire to it might be a fantastic movie i just wouldn't know but yeah probably I think, not probably not yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the movie it, the movie's called hot tub time machine i think they made a second one i think my dad saw it i think he yeah liked it, but I, don't, I don't remember <laughs> i don't want to tarnish his good name maybe yeah. he hates it i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah, or what, if, what if your dad was like i hated hot tub time machine he's like I, screaming at yeah. the podcast player right now uh, no. <laughs> music especially even more than movies i think well movies too but like they're very of the time like they're very like mm. of and it's interesting to, that you're saying like you know this this music kind of seemed like it was a little bit out of time like it was a little bit of um you know before it's time uh, which is you know obviously a thing but like i think a lot of times like art um especially like movies and tv and uh and music are very of the time and like trends are like being set and like you can track those trends a lot in the music so yeah i think it's interesting to see like yeah that makes sense like i definitely don't think about it in like that sense of like you know what if that was like but it is interesting. It's like this This song was always there, though. Like, it's like it, I wasn't aware of it. That That is exactly what it is. It's the it was always there again. Like Rhodes was there my entire life. Like I could have been in fifth grade. Again, it is just <laughs> yeah. this thing. And when I say I could have been, it's not like, oh, this song might have been like my teacher might have been playing this song yeah. in the background. It's not like that. It's more like I imagine situations in my life like, OK, here's a memory from fourth grade. Mm -hmm. A memory I have from fourth grade is being in a classroom waiting for the bus to arrive to go on some field trip that we were going to go on. We're probably going to go to San Antonio or something, yeah. right? And I had a CD player when I was in fourth grade. Yeah, so this was like uh, 2007 or six or something, yeah. right? And it's funny because MP3 players were already ubiquitous and I still had, and I had a CD player. I didn't have an MP3 player until I was like in fifth grade. Um, so I had a CD player. And I remember listening to music on my CD player and playing on my DS, waiting for the bus to come. Yeah. Because right? it's a field trip, right? You know, no one's really doing work. And I had like songs by like my, you know, that my dad showed me, right? Songs from the 60s, 70s, whatever, right? I, I just, I just imagine like Rhodes, like how was, had the potential to be on there. And yeah, by potential, yeah. I mean like it, it's a song that existed. Therefore, yeah. it had the potential, right? Not because it was close to anything, right? In fact, a song like Rhodes was as far away as possible from being in my life. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but In actuality. Yeah. But it was possible, right? Do you know what this reminds me of? Um, there's this, so I forget what it's called, but there's this like online digital library. And it's not like a real, it's not like a regular library. It's this mm -hmm. digital space. Um, and, but it's categorized in this interesting way that it's like, there's like this like like uh, uh, like kind of like hub um, basically it's every, it's a digital like drive 
of every single permutation of digits, like, uh, you know, clicks on a keyboard mm-hmm. um, of this, like, one-page Word document. And I think it's so interesting is literally every single book that every single page of every single book that could ever possibly be written with the characters on your your computer mm-hmm. you know has been already been written like yeah every any book that has been written or will ever be written is in this library with like that has like trillions yeah and i've trillions. heard about i've heard about this i forget yeah. what it's called but like it, i'll find a link and i'll definitely because i've definitely heard about this on reddit there are, yeah. there are a few now that I remember, and I won't say anything because yeah. I think it spoils the fun of this conversation, but there are a few technical limits to that. But basically yeah. the theory of what you're saying is true, that like everything that has been written will be written and every variation of that is in this little like yeah. tool, library it's like, thing. You can find it, like you can find it and like, mm-hmm. you know, probably it's going to be, a, you know, a, you're going to have like, a, it's like a one in a billion that anything is like remotely readable from this oh, yeah. like you know because there's, there's so many I've, nonsense i've scrolled through it and it's just like random letters it's just like pi like yeah supposedly you know there are in pi and i don't know if this is like tr- verifiable or not because pi is so vast but apparently yeah. there are you know every every sequence of numbers and every possible combination you know hidden in pi or something and mathematicians please don't come after me if i'm wrong about this I'm just, <laughs> i am just i'm just paraphrasing from what i know about i think my sister will probably get mad at yeah. me about this because she she majored <laughs> in math there's like an intensity about the world yeah. that I think gets to me. And I think the music thing kind of tie, ties in with that. There was so much music that I won't discover, that I'll never discover yeah, right? just not time in, in my entire yeah. life. Whether it's like I don't have time or it'll just never come across my radar. There are there are no, like I've had so much trouble like finding music that I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt like 10,000 songs right now that when I if I heard them once, I'm going to love them. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't know where they are yet, and I and yeah. I can't I can't just snap my fingers I mean, and have them come to you me. You just think about the vastness of the Spotify library, and it's mm-hmm. growing every single day. It's um, like for sure there are like hundreds of songs being added a day. That if I heard them, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Like I'm gonna yeah. I'll listen to it. It's hard enough to listen to every like major album that comes out on New Music Friday. Like yeah. much less like the indie stuff, the stuff on. And like not even just Spotify, the stuff that's on Bandcamp or SoundCloud yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like there's rappers and indie pop groups and whatever that are trying to like make it big. And and I know like, on, on YouTube, it's like, you know, it's you it would take you like millions of lifetimes more, probably more than that to like watch all the content that's on there. Yeah. yeah. And there's probably like Oodles a great content there. A lot of yeah. it's probably garbage. But, a lot of it's garbage. But, but, yeah. A lot, but of, there's a lot like of it's vid- like propaganda. And there's, like whatever. Yeah. There's, but there's video essays, like intriguing pieces. There's yeah. funny videos. Things you can learn. Like you can learn a yeah. lot. Yeah. But the, the the music thing, especially, it's like, okay, here's Roads by Portishead, but like, here it is now in 2021 for me, yeah. right? I love the song. I'll probably hear it, you know, at least once a year until I die, right? Yeah. Um, that, yeah that, that clock could have started earlier. Yeah. It could have started earlier. That That yeah. is, it's literally all about potential. Like that's yeah. that's what this conversation is about. That's why I've had it here for so long because I've... I've never gotten rid of it because it was on the topic sheet for a very long time. Yeah, it's interesting. I, like, so we we talked in um, like my metaphysics class in in because I'm a philosophy nerd. We were talking mm-hmm. about like you know kind of like theories of like time and like you know thinking about like is time something that's like always been here? Is like is there a point where like time began? Like you know like wh- where where does this whole thing start like is it is it circular like what what does this like really look like mm-hmm. um and like yeah it's like interesting that like you know things have beginnings and like but they don't you know theoretically uh they don't really have an ending right like mm-hmm. you know once once the, uh you know portis had uh, recorded this song it exists and it's like there like it is just like it's just so weird that there's a was a moment where it didn't exist and now there will never be a moment where it like doesn't exist in some you know capacity top fives top fives top we're fives. back we're back top five top five top five top five top five <laughs> Last time we did bottom fives, yeah. we're bringing it back to top fives. Keeping it positive here in the rock. Peaks right. and valleys. I think we know? were. I think we were. You know, maybe a little too negative last time. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't want people to think of us as like the negative we're not haters, the negative Nellies. You know, of, <laughs> of, of of the internet. You know, we're positive people. We love positivity. We spread positivity everywhere we go. <laughs> good vibes. Good vibes. Good, good vibes Nothing for, like the best of vibes. Good vibes forever. So on that note, we're going to be doing. Uh, I think this is might might be like a long awaited one, or maybe. 
yeah. a kind of obvious one that we haven't done yet. Needed, did, for sure. We did movies, we did TV shows, now we're doing albums. Top yeah. five favorite albums. These are not what we think are the top five greatest albums of all time. These yeah. are our personal top five favorite yeah. albums of all time. I'm really excited to hear what Eli has to say about his because I feel like I don't know. I feel like I know. I feel like Eli and I like a lot of the same music. I don't know how he values that music. Yeah, he might not put like like we both like, like we both like dig the weekend and yeah. like Ray Schremer and a whole bunch of other artists, right? I don't yeah. know where you and don't tell me obviously, but I don't know like where, where and if you value those in a top five or even yeah. like a ten or fifteen or twenty. Yeah. kind of list right i think you maybe have a better idea of how i value that music but i i, I don't I know quite some, know i know some of it but i don't know what like where some of those characters you know fit in you know album wise especially yeah you know even within those artists i would be interested to see like where certain albums like you know square up i'm, I'm definitely interested to see like what you got and yeah this one was like this had to happen this, ha- this had know. to happen at some point I, I like that we went from the valley of like worst to the peak of the best. Yeah, the best of the best. And I'll start with my honorable mentions. Oh, you want to do honorable mentions right now? Yeah. Let's, okay. do, let's do honorable mentions and then let's do, like, go, like, you uh, my honorables, your honorables, then my five, and then okay. your, yeah. Okay. Um, so my honorable mentions, and I'm, I'll just list them off shotgun. We, we don't have enough time to go through each of them in shotgun. depth. Shotgun. Uh, which I could talk about all these, you know, fairly. For follow-up. Uh, follow, 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 which we never which we've literally never done we've always like since we started timing it we're like oh if you have anything else to say put it in follow up we, yeah. like we've not done that at yeah. all well, <laughs> um, come up and talk to me and I'll, I'll talk to you all there you go <laughs> um, so number uh, like my three uh, honorable mentions in no particular order are Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle in oh, 2018 man. Uh, really you know yeah. Yeah. I can't talk about it okay, okay yeah, yeah. Um, we're out of time <laughs> uh, t- this one I really was the one I, I I felt bad for not putting on the list. Tabimbo Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, twenty thirteen, sweet, 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 sweet. Um, and then Igor Tyler Creator, twenty nineteen. All right, my my honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna go Shrem Life three, Shreem, uh, Ray Shremmer. Uh, yeah, that's an honorable mention. Classic. Yeah, uh, Majid Jordan, The Space Between. That's a twenty seventeen uh, record. I've follow- heard that one. That's a follow up. I think I've heard songs from that that you showed yeah. me before. But yeah. Uh, and this is kind of a, a wild card, but I will not be elaborating because we don't have time. Uh, 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 <laughs> these things happen by G Easy. Oh, uh, wow. we can talk off air about that if you want to. But okay. Maybe we can put it in a follow up. But we don't have time, Eli. There's no time. <laughs> your number five favorite album of all time. Okay, okay. This is my kind of black sheep pick. Sweet of it. Um, yeah. And I'm just, you know, I, I, this is where it ranked. I was, I, you know, it would be nicer to put it like sprinkle it in a little bit, a bit. But mm-hmm. my number five top album of all time is the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack oh. by multiple artists from 2018. Yeah, uh, that was dude, That movie was such a, a, a moment. Movie. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. For visual art, for, you know, obviously we're, we're going to talk about audio for like the movie itself, like so phenomenal, just like br- breaking, you know, just on, on a lot of different like ways, just like super like a statement in these different fields. But Man, yeah, the soundtrack, like, everybody knows, like, you couldn't get away from the song Sunflower. No, no, you couldn't. It was just, like, you know, uh, it was just everywhere. That's, like, I mean, that's, like, Post Malone's biggest hit, and and Sway Lee's, too. Yeah, and it's, like, it's a class, and it's, like, for for good reason. I remember, like, I was listening to that, like, 2018, I was, like, like, doing, humming the little, like, whatever, and I was, like. You'll be left in the dust. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it was so good. Yeah. Um, But But tell me about the other songs on this record. I I, I feel like I don't know a lot of them. Okay, so the the one that was, like, really prominently, a lot of these were, like, not featured, featured in the movie, but, like, you know, it's, like, you know, getting the vibes right, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one, I really liked, the one that was featured in the movie that I really liked, and I don't know the artists at all, Hmm. um, was What's Up Danger. And, like, if you've seen that movie, like, that moment in the movie was like so um and i hate that we're talking i'm talking about movies and like this like no please but, but, no, it but, but it's part of the experience um, it's part of the album but like yeah w- what's up danger uh when he like becomes when miles morales uh like embraces his like spider-man he gets his suit he like makes it his own he's like you know uh as his uncle had has recently like died when they were like and fighting like super emotional scene whatever mm-hmm. um and he was kind of like ready to give up and he had his like bounce back moment and like he's at the top of the building and like you, you hear this like really awesome audio of like um i forget what, what like who's talking but basically the audio ends is like sometimes you just gotta like make the jump basically is like the somewhat sums up 
and it's like he jumps off the building and he's like skydiving and it's like that's when like the, the music starts and like there's this really good build up on the song like mm-hmm. it's real it's really it's a great get hype song because it's like it builds up like da 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 and then it like like you know goes for it whenever he like hits the bottom and starts like web slinging whatever super cool like a, a lot of these cool uh, songs are like pretty hype and like fun um the, the other one the, the other get hype one is a start a riot by duckworth mm-hmm. um that one's like really like and, and it's like it's like it's a, like a fun get hype one um but there's other like slower ones like of uh familia which it has Nicki minaj on it but like it's all it's it's got a like kind of like a, a latin kind of song like cool, vibes cool. to it yeah yeah uh memories by uh I don't Thutmos? Th- th- is that like how it's pronounced? Uh, I don't know. That T H U T M O S E. But like, I, I really like the song, but it's like, you know, kind of like slower vibes, like chill, like more, more chill. Is it, I, so is this an album that you come back to a lot? Like, oh, yeah. This okay. is like an album I have like downloaded on my phone. It's like, right. you know, because it's got a really good like assortment of artists on it. Um, uh, Vince Staples is on it. Uh, oh, cool. He's, yeah. he's great. Denzel Tom. Curry. Okay. And so what's your your five what rounds out your, your top five yeah so mine's another black sheep um and by black sheep i mean i just feel like you never heard of it man yeah, this is definitely <laughs> this is literally pitchfork tier because this is an album that i discovered because i read a pitchfork review okay. on it this is an album that doesn't was, get more pitchfork than that was one of the top 50 albums of 2015 that uh pitchfork did mm. uh this was back in like 2016 when i was a freshman when I wanted to listen to a lot of new music, so I made mm, like young, a playlist folder <laughs> with all of these playlists with albums that they had ranked. And so this was technically this was their fiftieth best album of twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, fiftieth, right? And, and ironic, it's making the the last one. On well, it the is, list yeah, too. but it, but you know, number five is still really good. Obviously, obviously um, yeah, yeah. So this was the first album of this play on this like uh, listicle that they had, and I think that, like I didn't really continue following up on it because listening to forty albums is really it's difficult. A lot, yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is Natalie Prass, her self-titled record. Now that's probably gonna like fly over a lot of people's heads. Yeah, and that's fine, right? I mean, we're here to talk. <laughs> we're here to talk about music, and I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah. Um, but Natalie Prass is a singer-songwriter. She is noted for having uh, her her vocals have what is known as like a, like a songbird quality, so mm. very delicate, very gentle. Uh, very feminine, very, very, very feminine. And her self-titled debut, Natalie Press, uh, was released on uh, in January 2015. So there's an- another record where I thought about, uh, like, oh, where, where was I in that time? Maybe I could have been listening to this album instead of, like, late 2016 when, when I discovered it. Yeah, yeah. And the her genre of music, it's broadly, like, an indie pop kind of thing, but it's not, like, synthy or uh, lush with lots of instrumentation or anything. It's very, very subdued. Uh, the subgenre is called chamber pop, baroque pop. What? So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like it, it mixes elements of like classical, uh-huh. um, and it's got lots of strings. Strings are really you know like there are other albums where I'm like oh the drums, oh the guitars, oh yeah. the synths. You know, you know Marco loves talking about his drums. You know I love my drums, but this album is all about the strings, and that's something that you very very rarely hear come out of my mouth. Uh-huh. The strings are what makes this album. Um, <laughs> Those strings go hard. It's very very subdued. The whole album is about love and heartbreak and relationships and everything. Uh, this is an album that is great from front to back. It's only nine tracks, thirty minutes long, super sweet. Uh, Thirty nine minutes long, super sweet, short length. I highly, highly recommend it because yeah. it's just such an, a visceral, emotional experience. And it's not like a brutal album or inaccessible or anything. It's just, it, it you know, she just takes you on a journey, you know, through love and heartbreak um, and, you know, regret in a relationship, but also discovering something new and, and wonderful and happy. Again, very, very delicate, uh, you know, again, songbird quality vocals with, like with string laced production yeah. it's a completely out of left field pick for what you might expect yeah my yeah. top five albums to be like here is this delicate indie you know kind of uh chambery record and then you know maybe you might expect the other four albums to be like you know hard-hitting trap drums <laughs> you know and stuff like that which yeah, i won't spoil anything I, I i this is like makes this your description of it makes me want to um to like Check it out and like wants me to like, I make, love, makes me, like sells me on it for sure. I love this record. You listen to this record, you can imagine freshman me walking around like campus for the first time and UT listening to this album on my headphones. Like that's exactly the image you can imagine. Time. Okay, uh, let's go to my uh, number four, uh, and I'm, I'm just gonna just so we can have them. Like I always, I'm just gonna pull up the um, 
the track list. But uh, my number four album is the only uh, album on here from be- uh, before I was born, interestingly. Mm. Uh, 1969's uh, Abbey Road by yeah. the Beatles. Good for you, man. That's a great pick. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I yeah. have to give the Beals a nod somewhere, but like, and Gotta do where it. else could I do it other than Abbey Road? I mean, not saying that there's not other. Well, really this is good, a wide album. There's other really good Beatles albums. Like we can talk about other good Beatles albums, but like, I feel like this one was kind of like, you know, at their like, and, and they obviously going out on a high high note with like uh, Let It Be and like, but I think this was like kind of like is considered one of their like hot like the high point i think Hmm. um Hmm. you know so it's so 60s like so the beatles like i I feel like there's like you know there's a lot of like uh diversity here on the album um but like there's like so many classics like i I think that like this one probably has some of the most like classic like karaoke um like songs that everybody knows yeah. Um, so you've got like, you know, top of the album is Come Together, which like, of course, everybody knows. Like, Come Together is like the Beatles song. The bass line on that is just, yeah, just nuts. A legendary. That was one like one of the. So crisp, so clean, so fresh. I know. It's fresh, man. It, you can like really feel like the bass line. And like, that's like, I think I, I love that in like, you know, songs, especially from this era, like mm-hmm. that strong mm-hmm. bass line. Yeah. Um, so it starts with. Come together ends with uh, the combo of golden slumbers and the end, which are less less com- less known songs, but like such like the end especially is like such an epic end to the album. Like I I, I, I like, there's very few. I don't think there's any like conclusions to albums that I think like like it just math math like you know it sums it up in a really like great way. I mean, Abbey Road has arguably the Beatles' most popular song, Here Comes the Sun. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and, you know, when it comes to, like, songs that you sing along to and, like, that you're, like, yeah, Here Comes the Sun is, is, like, the one. And, like, everyone, like, vibes to it. And, like, even still this day, you see it in, like, commercials and, like, in so many different... Um, it's the most, like, so streamed... Media. It's the most streamed uh, Beatles song on Spotify. Is it's it here, really? It's Here Comes the Sun, yeah. I believe it. I definitely yeah. believe it. But you know, the, uh, you, you go uh, like also on the album uh, "Carry That Way." Garden, uh, "Carry That Way." Octopus's Garden. That's a kid. But, yeah, that's a favorite for when I was a kid. I love that song. I love it's 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 like a, yeah, it really is like an all ages like youth it's like, it's, kid it's, pick. Like it's Ringo's ballad, man. It's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a Ringo song. It's, it's Ringo's song. love letter to the Beatles and yeah. to his songwriting style. I love it. I love it, it so much. Yeah, and, and like it's so like it's so sing alongable. I think absolutely. And like I, I'm not someone who likes who loves singing. Like I'm not like a singer. I'll sing in the shower, but maybe that's as much as I feel comfortable. I like a recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll put we'll put it on the in the in the on the pod. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know that's it's just so easy to like get like lost in the oh, and I don't want to I don't want to hum because I won't get sued. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like so easy to get like lost in like the just the humdrum of that like the, that song. Um, but other ones on there, something is like so. Oh yeah. Like when it comes to like love songs, like that's just like such encapsulates the the feeling of like like you know having this uh, initial like crush on someone so well like like you know it's just like there's something there that like you know this ethereal thing um but and there's like some silly ones like maxwell's uh, which also another you know the kid pick right uh, maxwell silver hammer and mean time. mr mustard ah oh, man um, I didn't <laughs> never, have a silly never note. enough time to talk about Abbey Road or no. just the Beatles in general. Maybe we'll have a, we should have a Beatles segment at some point in the future. Yeah, I, I, honestly, we could do top top five Beatles, Beatles songs. Out, favorite Beatles, Beatles songs. Song. That's, That's like a very doable. Thing. I feel like a lot of people would be pretty pretty annoyed that we just devoted an entire top five yeah. just to the Beatles. But screw it, man. I I freaking love the Beatles. I love the Beatles as well. My number four uh, is uh, the Weekend's third mixtape uh, from 2011, what? Echoes of Silence. If you are um, someone like me who only discovered The Weeknd after he kind of made it big with uh, yeah. Can't Feel My Face. I'm in that In 2015. Yeah, a lot of people are in that camp, my, myself included. Uh, you'll know Echoes of Silence as being the last 10 songs on Trilogy, his compilation album that he, that he came out with in 2012. Uh, Trilogy is like a a remastered collection of all those songs from the first three mixtapes that he had released the previous year. House of Balloons is the first one. The House of Balloons is probably the most notable one. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's like a term that is really associated with The Weeknd a lot. And great mixtape too. Uh, His second one from that year was Thursday, which has uh, notably The Zone featuring Drake. That's where, uh, that's the mixtape that that comes from. And uh, Echoes of Silence is the third one and the last one from the trilogy. Uh, of mixtapes mm-hmm. from that year. 
In fact, it's going to turn 10 years old uh, this December. In fact, uh, a month from now, wow. on December 21st, it's going to turn 10 years old. Wow, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, happy, almost happy, happy birthday, birthday to... to Echoes of Silence. So so where are some tracks off this? Like, Echoes where's, of Silence. Where's... It's hard to say what like a more casual fan might know. Yeah, which I'm very much in that very casual. Yeah, but... you might know Same Old Song featuring Juicy J. Uh, the song Next, which is kind of like a ballad about uh, fame and lust and whatnot. Mm. Um, he has a cover of Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana. It's a really oh, explosive cover. Yeah. It's really, really good. So many like Jackson vibes from... Oh, every, that's what everyone sure. always says. Yeah. So This is literally him covering a Michael Jackson song yeah. with uh, his kind of spacey, drugged out, ethereal production. Yeah. It's super explosive. Very, very explosive drums. There we go. Drums again. Yeah, we're, we're on burning the drums portion of the... <laughs> when it came out in 2011, it only had nine songs. All of the mixtapes only had nine songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Trilogy, as we know it today, has 30 songs. So they're, they're therefore... I've, I've listened to some of the ones on that. Like, yeah. I, I'm familiar with Trilogy. If, yeah, if you're, if, you know, if you're a casual a fan, Trilogy, you might know Wicked Games, which was like... Technically, it was yeah. probably like his first like minor hit because um, it was huge on YouTube for a little bit. Uh, uh, that was on House of Balloons with yeah. the games. Like I mentioned, The Zone featuring Drake. Uh, folks might know uh, Thursday, the title song. They might know Gone as well. That's also from the Thursday mixtape. Mm-hmm. But again, Echoes of Silence is my favorite out of the three and my fourth favorite album of all time. Yeah. Uh, because I feel I come back to these songs a little more. I, if, if I'm going to listen to, uh, I want to listen to one of the trilogy tapes from start to finish. It's mostly going to be Echoes of Silence because I just I think the songs are like the best songs that he's written. Uh, the ballads here are really really good, uh, very very emotional. He's and again the the cover of Dirty Diana is really good. Yeah, uh, some of my favorite the weekend songs are on here. Uh, Montreal, which is title track, which is track uh, sorry track number two. Yeah, is really good. Um, that's so cool that it's like it's like, I knew you were gonna have the weekend but I was like you you were still able to surprise me yeah no I mean I, I really recommend it so I mentioned that each mixtape only had nine songs and mm-hmm. on Trilogy they, they tacked on an, a bonus track to the end of each mixtape so now mm-hmm. they all have ten songs technically in the reissue and the tenth track here is really good and it's kind of funny it, it it's called Till Dawn parentheses here comes the sun uh, and Time. Ooh, yeah, I, I wanted. That's I, rough. Time actually came up before, but I wanted. I didn't want to say like yeah, the song is time. No, no. Yeah, yeah I actually let, let you get it out. Damn. So we cheated uh, a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. My third is um, this is a song like uh, I told you like or like I just said um, all these like the rest of everything is like stuff that came out during my lifetime um, and uh, this one is but this is one that like kind of in the uh, Portishead vein of the conversation. It's not one mm. that I listened to when it came out. Um, it's by Radiohead, one of my favorite oh. ar- ar- you know, artists. Yeah, because I'm like, a, you know, this is, the pit- this is the Pitchfork segment of this the... This is not the... the Pitchfork segment. This is like the, my brother really liked uh, this is the Radiohead. Ra- this is the, this is the uh, ra- really rate your music uh, segment of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is your brother. This is, this is my flex. You're, you're blaming this on your brother. Yeah, I'm blaming this on my brother. Okay, but Radiohead, it's, uh, which one? Okay, in Rainbows. In Ra- oh, okay. Yeah, so, and I, I picked like one that was kind of like, m- not really... Not, this is not intentionally, obviously. Like, this is, I, I picked it because I liked it. But, like, it's one that's not really, like, one of... Like, everyone talks about, like, oh, Kid, Kid A or OK Computer. Or, like, which one's, like, the best? Like, th- mm-hmm. those two are the ones that are common, like, you know, de- commonly debated as the best Radiohead album. I don't know what it is about this album that, like, really, inc- like, you know, it's later on and they're, like, you know, kind of getting into the more techie, like, music uh, vibe. It's very like you know. Uh, it's very like electronic. Like you, I think that like, talking about the drums, right? Um, the, there's like a, a like the uh, like kind of like the beats that they use on it. Like it's very like very produced. It's like super produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but the vocals on it, like Tom York's vocals, uh, the you know lead singer of Radiohead, like the, the mastermind of Radiohead. Yeah. So like you know soulful, like so like so much like like fullness to his voice you know going through these songs but like so i don't know how familiar you are with radiohead you might not know any of these but i'm just gonna talk about them for a while <laughs> okay um 15 step like that's like a really like you know it, a, a lot of these have like a lot of like quick energy like these are very like fast paced most of them um there's a couple that are less fast paced um but like 15 step super fast paced like uh one i really like uh is like a morning saw song is jigsaw falling into place and it's a really like it's a really good like song. It's like it's it's a good wake up song because it like starts off kind of like slow and then it kind of picks up a bit. 
Um, but like it, it does really feel like it encapsulates like these not even emotional feelings, but just like feeling feelings of like hmm. everything's falling into place or like 15 step is very much like, you know, just kind of moving around on the dance floor. Not even like any like it's just just dance music, really. Yeah. Uh, or like just moving music. Two of my favorite like slower songs are uh, Reckoner and videotape the videotape is the the is the end song of the record mm. um it's not a super long record um only 10 songs um but yeah videotapes the end and it's really like i don't know it's, it's kind of like i don't even know what it's about really like i have no <laughs> clue what it's like i really i really don't know what it's about like i haven't looked at the uh uh the genius about it but like it's like very just like kind of like drawn out and like slow like vibes and like it it in this case, it really does capture like a kind of a, an, like emotion that I can't even like almost not, not even like sadness. Time. Oh man, Reckoner is also really good. All right, my number three is uh, Nocturne by Wild Nothing. Uh, I put a Wild Nothing song on the playlist that we actually shared with each mm. other uh, way back in February. Which song was that? Uh, this one was Partners in Motion. You might yeah, remember, remember that, that one. Yeah. It's kind of synth poppy. So that's actually not from this album. No. That's from one of their later one of uh, uh, Jack Tatum's uh later albums the one hope that i had that like i was gonna know yeah well i mean the vibe is like the same though like if you remember the kind of like industrial industrial what the hell am i talking about the kind of uh lush uh synthy soundscapes that uh wild nothing produces it's pretty much the same kind of thing here so nocturne is their 2012 record uh wikipedia says the genre is indie pop and dream pop and i 100 percent agree with that if that's something that sounds like you might like I highly, highly, highly recommend this record. Highly. Yeah, this is this track has uh, 11 songs. So again, it's pretty short, 44 minutes long. Mm-hmm. The gorgeous, lush soundscapes that this album produces. It's got guitars, it's got synths, it's got drums, it's got it's got a couple of strings here and there. It is just a beautiful, beautiful album with some mm-hmm. of my favorite songs of all time. Songs about love, again, songs about, you know, tragedy and heartbreak, songs about kind of drifting your way through life a little bit. It kind of feels a little bit like a coming of age album, uh, if I have to, you know, be perfectly honest. So, so how old was the were the artists when they released it? I, I really couldn't tell you because um, it's, it's a, a secret. Duo? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. No, yeah. it's a, so it's a so band. So oh, the, okay. the band. it's technically a band because there are additional musicians that are like enlisted to do certain parts on certain albums. Mm. Uh, but it's really the mastermind of this guy named Jack Tatum. Okay. And oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not a hundred percent on like how old he was. Okay. So he was born in 88, which means that he would have been like, tw- like less than 30, yeah. like, like less than 35 twenties yeah. and 2012. So, you know, young. Yeah. Young. So reasonably young. Um, Coming of age. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have to, it's just gorgeous. I mean, again, mm. if you like any dream pop at all, or even like shoegaze, which is a bit more experimental. Uh, you know, if you'll if you don't mind some more accessible pop music, uh, this album is super super good. Yeah. Um, I know that there are a lot of. I mean, dream pop right now is kind of having a moment. You mm-hmm. know, so I I really highly recommend this record. Again, it's only eleven songs, uh, forty four minutes long, mm-hmm. and it's just got, again, just the dreamiest soundscapes. It's super exceptionally well produced. Mm-hmm. The the mixing is masterful. Listen to this sucker on a good pair of headphones and yeah, just vibe, yeah. you know. Again, like the just vibe it out. It's got <laughs> it's got washed out instrumentation. It but it, you know it's washed out when it needs to be. It's concise and clear yep. when it needs to be. Uh, the lyrics go through again. The, the lyrics really run the gamut of what like a young person might experience as they're kind of growing up. Um, you know, it's got it's got lyrics about everything. Although, again, sometimes the vocals are a little washed out, so you mm. maybe have to go hit hit up Genius or whatever yeah. to really make out everything. But that's not even to its detriment. You know, it just adds to the dreamy. Uh, just again, I keep saying the word soundscape, but like mm. that's really what it is. It feels like it that's feels ethereal, it, it, ethereal, but it also feels like it was you know purposely built to take you to this kind of other auditory world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're about to give me the you're giving me the time. finger time. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, see, I, when you do that, okay, I, 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 just, I just want to give you a warning. Like, I, uh, okay, I want to try no, and give you a good way. No, to give no. You a see, warning. see, yeah. I'd rather just be told. cut off. Yeah, because like when you do this, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, oh, right, I'm yeah. scrambling. I just like, you know, <laughs> eat and time, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, and to clarify, I was giving you my index finger, not the other finger. <laughs> no, I know that. Yeah, to clarify, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for the pod, I just for so, the pod. just everyone knows that I'm not that strict about the timing. You got it. 
Yeah, that. So I definitely want to like get your list. Um, I want to get your list too. Yeah, because I, I think that these are things that, uh, and this is th- this one's going to uh, be one that you. It, it, I'm sure you know this one. Um, mm-hmm. It was huge, like especially in our like uh, middle school, early high school years. Um, probably more early high school years. Like, yeah, this album was insanely huge. Yep. Um, because the internet. Uh, oh. by Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover. Oh. Um, give the Blown man. Away. I just want to give the man his flowers on on all counts because this man has been, you know, jumping genre to genre, jumping, you know, from acting to uh, acting in movies to acting in TV to acting in his own music videos to, you know, producing in his own music videos, like writing his own show. Like this dude does it all. Like you know, just let's give this man his flowers. Yeah, uh, hats off to him. But to get into the album, because we have it's a very long album, we have a limited amount of time. Um, like it, it's really interesting that like you know the the kind of the like it, it's a very so it's a very pop album like mm-hmm. it's super poppy and like super like pop rap. I don't even, I don't know what uh, like Wikipedia would like you know say it is, but like it's very yeah. like it bounces around a lot. And it's very like but but and so it's very pop, but it's like also very like. Um, it's very like experimental and it's like very yeah. like and, and like driven by like has a very driven like kind of like narrative of like what it's trying to say like um about like you know internet culture and in, in the early 2010s like of, this like, feels very social media and like you know all that yeah this feels very like millennial in a big city yeah kind of music now i'm only extrapolating that because <laughs> i don't know because you know what's ironic? I know camp a little better than because of the internet. Yeah, I actually haven't heard you because of the internet. You more camp vibes for sure. Y- me? I think so, yeah. I give off camp vibes. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's painful. Oh, like, man. There's like that whole monologue at the end. Oh, yeah. Camp. With the yeah, talking about like, brutal. women. Yeah, yeah no, 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 not that. that part. But yeah. the <laughs> instrumentation, I think the camp instrumentation, like it's a little yeah, bit no, more I, like... Yeah, no, I don't love camp. Like, okay. I want to be clear. I don't love camp. I just know it a little better. Although I like a lot of yeah. the songs from camp. Actually, and I like yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Like, there's. I like a lot of the songs from Because the Internet. What I'm trying to say is that like. Both of those albums kind of feel Childish Gambino, his early work. It kind of feels a lot like millennial living in a big city and like yeah. understanding life through the lens that he sees, right? And it's going to yeah. be laced by internet culture, you know, pop TV culture, yeah. uh, you know, hip hop culture too, you know, and his background and everything. It's yeah. going to be kind of laced through that. So uh, that that's the vibe I get. It, from it this. is interesting because like some of the, I relate to a ton of this album. But I, I get where you're coming from because there's some things that's like that I don't relate to as much because it's like he's kind of talking about it from the perspective of like I'm dealing with this new thing in my life, whereas I grew up with some with the internet, like with right. a lot of these things. Like for him, it was like this this thing that I'm kind of like reconciling with as like an adult. But for me, it's like just been something that's like part of my life. But yeah, to go into like some of the more detailed stuff, like just talking about like favorites, like songs straight up. Yeah. Um, Pink Toes is like a really like good fun fun song. Crawls like a really good intense like kind of song. Uh, sweatpants, it's like a, a fun like you know just like one of the best like. It, I love Problem on that. Iconic, he's like he's going like what I in know, the background. Yeah. I love Problem on yeah. that. It's so fun. Just like the the humdrum of the beat is like really yeah. good. Three thousand and five, like that God, one's like man, that was the big hit. That was, that was so huge. Like and the music video for that too was like that's huge. the kind of song that makes me feel like. Young man in the big city that feels coming of age too, and time. See, yeah, oh, dang it, I didn't even sorry, get into, like, the I'm real sorry, album. I'm sorry. No, th- but and, but I, t- and good, I took yeah. the last word on that. that was nah, brutal. that's fair. You know, there's just a lot to talk to on that one, but like, and, and that yeah. is such like a moment, but yeah, yeah, all right. And this is so we're down to your number two, right? Silver medal, yeah, yeah. silver medal. Dun, dun, dun. My silver medal is goes to uh, a band that I talk about a lot. Uh, this is Yours Conditionally by Tennis, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is their 2017 record. Ironically, uh, or coincidentally, I don't know what the, the term is, but uh, an album that I actually kind of accidentally followed the like the release schedule for, because the first tennis song that I like knew about and liked was the third single from the album, uh, "Modern Woman," which was released in January 2017. Mm-hmm. I have such a like visceral connection to that song and my second semester of college, which is when that song came out. Uh, whenever I, th- I hear that song, I think about that time in college. And, you know, then the album came out and I think I didn't listen. I definitely didn't listen to it when it came out. I probably happened upon it like the next semester, you know, in fall where I was like, hey, like, you know, that that tennis band that I really <laughs> that, that I like that one song from, like, what are they doing? You know, I kind of feel like I might like more of their music. And lo and yeah. behold, this album had come out. Um, 
And I was really, really into it. And then eventually, you know, I, like you know me, I you know I talk about it here on the show a lot. Yeah. Uh, I really, really grew to love, 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 love this this uh, duo. Actually, it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a husband and wife duo. That's beautiful. I love yeah, that. Oh, yeah. It's really, really nice. And and as as is expected with a title called Yours Conditionally yeah. and a husband and wife duo, it's about marriage. It's about love and relationships and compromise. A, I love that title. I really like Yours that Conditionally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like. It's kind of bittersweet, you know, yeah. and then it, but it, it seems like very honest, you know, definitely. in a way that like love and especially like the romanticism of lo- love songs in general is like, oh, not. yeah. And, and and this definitely has like a lot of like romantic, very lovey love songs, but it also has a lot of like brutally honest, like this is kind of what a relationship is. Let's talk about the musicality. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Wikipedia says indie pop and indie rock. That's probably fair, although indie rock, it probably paints it's, a it's picture a, yeah. more of like, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> indie rock, uh, like I don't know, like the Strokes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. That, that paints a picture more of the Strokes. I actually think this is more like pop laced '70s inspired pop rock. Yeah, kind of thing, and, and you know, kind of like the psychedelic sounds of the '60s and '70s as well. Mm, okay. uh, but with like a pop, that. with a pop edge, and you know, very, very like pop retro. Uh, or or uh, indie retro rock or yeah, yeah and and kind of, definitely retro and with almost like bubblegum female vocals too oh, it's very okay. very fem it's very female it's very very Fe- feminine yeah, yeah. yeah it's female. very very female yeah I don't want to say that it's very very feminine uh, which, I can't say that word anymore no, no definitely not. <laughs> Uh, it's very feminine and, you know, it, it's just got a great vibe to it. You know, yeah. again, the songs have, you know, really interesting subject matter. The lyrics are really great and the musicality, you know, there's, again, there's drums, there's guitars, there's uh, not a lot of, not really any synths or anything, but mm-hmm. there are, you know, a lot of, I mean, honestly, kind of even almost like distorted soundscapes here as well. So it almost, I was, I'm not going like to say, I'm not going to say full experimental, but like, almost like experimental in a very very pop sense don't get me wrong this is a very very accessible album like from start to finish in time Ooh. yeah let me know when you're ready all right um i'm ready uh number one number one is uh and this one i really wrestled because i, I didn't want to like i know you said it was okay but i didn't want to have two albums from the same artist on here okay just, um and this i really just, like struggled and maybe if i if i hadn't self-imposed that rule this could have That's been all you, man. Two. I gave you the pass. I know, I know. You gave, I gave me the you pass. full leeway. <laughs> I, so I chose uh, "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. Mm. Uh, Frank Ocean is like the best, in my opinion, like probably the best, one of the best pop artists of all time. Just like straight up pop, like that dude, like gets it, like you know, mm-hmm. and that dude just gets it in like a way that, like you know, showing these like like pop like you know uh, expressions of emotion. Um, but yeah, the, the album is from 2016. Yeah. Uh, a lot of vivid memories of my, I, even though they released during my senior year, I have much more memories of it. My first semester of college. Um, that's so, interesting. I mean, it, it, it definitely came out. It really, I, mean, I feel like it would have been, you know, it's like my first semester of college. You it, know? Yeah, I mean, you came out, in a year after me. Yeah. And it yeah. did come out your first semester of college, but I remember yeah. li- listening to it and I was, I listened to it before, right. but I was really listening to it and maybe it was a maturity thing. Uh, I really got into it my first semester of uh, college freshman year. I, I think that like this, this, this song could get on there. Um, or this album could get on there if it was only like three songs. If, if this whole album was just <laughs> Godspeed nights and Ivy, uh, yeah. but, but then that would be leaving off so many other good ones. Uh, yeah. It's your number one. Uh, my, my number one of it. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I, I think I think Knights. I think I'm gonna say it, okay. it was between Knights and it was between Knights and Godspeed. But like Knights is just like I just have so many like it, that one's a cake just because of the memories. I have so many memories of like me walking around campus or me you know to this day just driving around my car like just listen like just listening to this music and just kind of getting deep into my feelings and like yeah you know it's so weird because it's such like a like contemplative kind of like you know sad song and like. It's so weird that like I, I've probably like used this song like thinking about like longingly mm. about like so many people and like that I just I, I don't even probably remember who's like I was thinking of like there's times I was listening to the song and don't even know but yeah besides that um, uh, Godspeed incredible song uh, there's a, there's a lot of really good covers of that song too um, which you know uh, obviously aren't on the record but it's like interesting White Ferrari is really good kind of yeah. like the classic Frank Ocean like to, like just like 
How, how familiar are you with the rest of Frank Ocean's work, like uh, like Channel so, Orange or Nostalgia Ultra? I, I, so that, the Channel Orange was the other ones, or the, the one where I was like, uh, which one do I put on? I decided yeah. to go with Blonde. So, so, so obviously, Blonde is your number one. But how, yeah. how do you reckon it compares with Channel Orange? Um, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I they both would have been on the list if I right. decided to. But like, do. but like, not both number one, obviously. Like, uh, what ha- like Channel Orange has to be beneath it. Yeah, I guess like. Because like you didn't maybe, put it on your on your list, maybe three or four. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't want to get it too deep into <laughs> okay. it. But I, 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 they are pretty comparable. And at some points in my life, I've liked like one over like they've gone back and forth. A lot of Frank Ocean fans feel like that. that that's the vibe that's I get the, a yeah. lot from them. And yeah. it's like crazy because like he only has these two albums, and he only is really, I, from what I know, planning to release these two albums. The rest of his work is like singles, which are fantastic singles. But. Um, Get to work on the album, man. But I, I think he's like said he's just done. Like he's top, done. Time. Oh, man, there's so many top, other top. songs. <laughs> um, there's so many other songs. I, I remember, uh, and this is not about the album. This is just a brief story. Please, uh, please. The, uh, I remember Brad Pitt when he was asked about his breakup with Angelina Jolie. Uh-huh. Um, he was like, um, like, who have you been listening to? Like, how, how, Frank how Ocean. Been? And he was like. Uh, yeah, Frank Ocean. He's a very talented young man, <laughs> and like this is like like you know fifty year old plus uh, Brad Pitt saying that. It's so funny. What a what a cosign though. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be great for Frank. Yeah, great for. I, him. I gotta feel good. Yeah, timeless. All right, my number one. All right, I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade one 2016 R&B album for another. Um, my number one album is Starboy by The Weeknd. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Yeah. So Wikipedia said, uh, you already know. I don't even got to say it. I was right? listening but I'm to just it gonna, yesterday. But I'm I just gonna, was listening to his album yesterday. I'm just going to say it, all right? Okay. Wikipedia says all R&B, new wave, pop, R&B. All that is true. <laughs> like, you know it, okay? Even if you don't you know feel it, it. Even if you know it. Even if you don't know it, you know it, okay? What are the hit songs from this one? Uh, I Feel It Coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, Reminder. Uh, Die For You. Secrets, um, the title track, Starboy, number one hit in the United States, one billion plus streams. Um, (laughs) Your fave could never. (laughs) (laughs) I love this record. It's my number one uh, favorite record of all time. It's the, like, you know, you talked about, we, like, extensively throughout this list, we've talked about albums touching, like, respective moments in our lives and i feel like again to, just to take it back to freshman year you know my very first semester in college already like a huge 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 the weekend fan mm. being in my first semester of college and then like shortly after um you know my first day of school the weekend saying hey like new music's coming right i remember when and you were already on the weekend train oh, i was already yeah, well on the on weekend it, train yeah. yeah and when he when when he said starboy coming tonight this was back in like September 2016. Like no one knew if it was the album, like a full album, like a surprise album or a single. Yeah. And we were all so hyped. Like we, I mean, like, you know, me and like the folks on the Reddit. Yeah. Uh, the our, hip- our hip hop heads, the fandom. Um, like no one knew, right? We were so hyped for New The Weeknd. And then when the, you know, the single came out, it was, it was just Starboy, the, the song. I mean, it was nuts. It was just yeah. like, unlike anything we had ever heard from The Weeknd before. It, it, was, it was super crazy successful. Then he went the next week, immediately one week after he released False Alarm, which yeah, is one of the most so polarizing good. songs like in it, the yeah. weekends of Scar. I love it though. It's like yeah. pop, punk, like punk rock. <laughs> it's like almost. really fast, yeah. It's fast. It's it's like crazy it's high moving. energy. Yeah. The the music video, like they're like robbing a bank. It's like really uh, cool. Yeah, 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 it's really, yeah, it's really, really cool. fun. It and like no one knew what this album was gonna be like. Dude, I when the album came out. Black Friday, uh, 2016. Mm. I remember yeah, it so I clearly. Too, I remember staying up after eating Thanksgiving dinner and like just waiting for this album to come out and like listening to it all That's the night crazy. before I go to bed. Dude, that album, I listened to it like 800 times. Like uh, the songs individually. What? Uh, like that December, no not 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 800 each, but like like you know how I talked to you about Last FM and like I scrabble. Yeah. Dude, 800 scrabbles of Starboy the album. Not full, but like each individual songs. Yeah. All total combined, 800. Like what? it was like there were days where all I listened to was just Starboy the album on repeat. I have not like even even with like After Hours, like I have not been able to replicate that kind of enthusiasm for any album since then. Yeah. Even After Hours. I re- yeah, I really I really like that album. That's like my favorite Weekend album. Yeah. Too. Uh, I, it's got the da- we can't you have to talk about Daft Punk with that. The too. Daft Punk influence yeah. on on Starboy and even like Daft Punk influence like from there like I feel like whatever like studio session he had with Daft Punk like stayed with him forever Time. because oh. Yeah. Okay. Ball. But 
For follow. Yeah, for follow. <laughs> uh, but si- sidewalks with Kendrick Lamar. I'm also Sidew- sidewalks with Kendrick Lamar. Really That's like its own. Yeah, yeah. I really want to listen to your list, but uh, uh, before like that, I'm interested of your list. Sure. Um, what if you could recommend one album to me? Which one would it be? Like. Obviously, like yeah, obviously you know you know Starboy. Yeah, and, so like, and of the ones that you don't know, like like knowing my music taste, like which one like fits in most with my music taste? Do you think that 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 you think I haven't listened to fully or maybe just partially? I, or whatever? I mean, you you definitely like pop. Yeah, you like rock. You yeah. like R and B. Like like you like a lot of the stuff that I like. Yeah. In terms of like what I think you would like the most. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd like yours conditionally by tennis. I feel like you'd like mm. it because uh, you've expressed like positive reviews to like the tennis stuff yeah. that I've shown you before. Um, in terms of what I think is like maybe the best album experience that I think you'd also that I still think you would like, uh, definitely Nocturne mm-hmm. by Wild Nothing because that's such a great and like cohesive album experience. See, that's interesting because I think the one that was most intriguing to me, the Natalie Prass self-titled, yeah, that yeah. was really intriguing to me. I just feel like there's a chance that you might not like that one. Oh, okay. It's not cuz it's inaccessible. That's not, yeah. It's, it's definitely not slam dunk. Yeah. It's definitely very accessible and a great experience and definitely something a little different. Um I just feel like like what am I going to think is going to be the most likely to be slam dunk? It's going to be either Nocturne or Yours Conditionally. Right. Although I definitely, of course, I recommend the Natalie Press self-title. Great album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and with yours, like I was thinking like this might be a less of a slam dunk. Uh-huh. But I really do think that, that you should give In Rainbows by Radiohead. So I did give In Rainbows a chance oh, okay. a long time ago. And yeah, not really for I mean, you. It wasn't for me. I, think I, that, I felt bad I because I wanted I wanted to like Radiohead. I wanted to see what was all what it was all about. So I asked uh, a buddy of mine who who listens to Radiohead mm-hmm. a lot. I asked him, like, knowing me, knowing what I like, which, which Radiohead album yeah. should I start with? And he said In Rainbows. Yeah, that, now, that, that really I, I would agree with that. Now, yeah. it doesn't mean that like I'm like I won't give it another shot at yeah. some point. And maybe I will give it another shot. Um, and honestly, like I actually like like I liked a lot of the grooves on it. The, the vocals, and I think, would be the like you. The vocal, like, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, Tommy I don't York's like Tommy York's vocals. See, that that was that, I just remember. Like, I don't like his yeah. vocals, and I know that it's polarizing. Um, what I did like was hearing the influence yeah. from this album. Now I don't listen to from, a lot. I don't listen to a lot of rock. Oh, okay. I don't listen to a lot of rock, but I do listen to a lot of like indie rock adjacent pop which i guess is kind of like the best way to say it it's like indie pop with like occasional rock elements yeah all of them take from radiohead absolutely like yeah. they all take from radiohead and i was yeah. listening to riffs trendsetter and, for sure i was listening to riffs and melodies on in rainbows that i was like oh this is like on st motel's record or mm. like uh you know uh, i don't know like any other given you know pop rock band johnny greenwood the guitar uh, i'm pretty sure that's the name of the guitarist um yeah he's like very like you know amazing in his own right like even apart from tommy york like in part from radiohead like yeah yeah like it's very very influential 